Hey everyone, welcome back to the Sacred Space Podcast. My name is Gina Stockton and I'm so excited you are here today. My guests are Van and Lori Miller. Van and Lori are dear friends. They are board members for Stockton Ministries, but they are entrepreneurs. They are some of the most creative people I know, the most hardworking people I know who have so much integrity and adaptability and willingness to lean in to what God is doing, to listen, to pivot, to be generous, and you are going to learn a lot from them. I have. They've been an inspiration to me for and my husband for a lot of years. Um, I just think you're going to love this conversation. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time in the sacred space. Well, Van and Lori Miller. Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> Howdy. I'm so excited that you're here, and I probably um, did an intro before this is playing, so I've probably gone into history, but we met over 20 years ago. You guys moved into our neighborhood living across the street from us, mm-hmm. and Van, your sister had owned the house before you, mm-hmm. and didn't she say there's some long-haired musician types from that church you guys go to across the street, and you, yeah. Hippies, but not the good kind. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, Norm had a mullet. We won't talk about that. The dark ages. I have ages. a picture of him with the mullet. But even before that, you were the limo driver for his bachelor, bachelor party. party. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you guys were in a season. We'll go back to that. And <laughs> I didn't know that. Like, yeah. Anyhow, so crazy. Wow. But that street was just this sweet time. We had this amazing mm-hmm. neighborhood and the Darcy's lived down the street, another couple that we knew. Mm-hmm. We all became so close and the mm-hmm. Flint's Burton Bernice. Burton Bernice, who lived next door, an elderly couple lived next door to me, but it was this such a sweet neighborhood and family and spiritual family and Norm and I were newly married. Kids. Uh, we had our k- kids with you guys. Um that sounds really funny, but given my upbringing with my parents and my mom not being around. Lori, you were you were my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you taught me how to cook, cook. a chicken, <laughs> breastfeed a baby, yeah. like all the things. Like yeah. you know, you guys were were like these surrogate parents slash friends. You're not old enough to be my parents, but um, but we, God does but that. He brings surrogates, yeah. and yeah. and that is something very significant. Like God brings us mm-hmm. these surrogate parents um, to support us and come alongside us, and you guys were that. Mm-hmm. for both Norm and I. So we've done a lot of life together and seen a lot. But So I'm super excited to have you here. And I really wanted both of you here because <laughs> I, both of you are significant, but also your relationship and how you love each other and walk out this crazy life together has been inspirational, to say the least, to Norm and I and um, so many others. And so, yeah, welcome <laughs> to the podcast, guys. It's so good to have you. Um, I would love for you guys to share your story first, like just your history, like history with Jesus, with each other, just kind of those early years. You don't have to go into crazy detail, but I would love a little bit of foundation for people to kind of get an idea of who you are. Yeah, well, we've been married 37 years. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Van, Van always remembers. I never remember. I mean, I have kind of a church background. You know, I'm Presbyterian. I, you know, went to church on Sundays, and they had great donuts, so that's why we went <laughs> yeah. and, as kids. And Van comes from no church background whatsoever. And so uh, when we first met and he wanted to take me out I was like oh you know we were living in Arizona at the time and 
he was a surfer guy and, and I owned a store. And so I just thought, well, there's no way I'm going to, you know, get together with a surfer because, you know, they don't work and they just surf. <laughs> and, um, and he was traveling on the weekends to California to surf. But as I kind of got to know him, I realized this, this man is incredibly driven um, he's super healthy, um, in his lifestyle. He was fun. He made me laugh. And, you know, so I ended up going out with him and, um, we connected instantly. There's something about that, that connection that you have with somebody that is your opposite, but also supports you. And, um, he loved me because I was very, I, type A, ambitious type of a woman. He, very independent. I think yeah. the technical term was kick-ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can delete that now. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and so he gave me that permission to be independent, which back then... Yeah, it was a big deal. It was a really big deal. And um, so before we knew it, uh, I was pregnant with our son. Um, I think that was the second time we made love out of wedlock. <laughs> and a year later, we got married. And, you know, and here we are. Um, we moved to San Diego and we found Horizon. I was really looking for a church, you know, at this point. I, you know, we hadn't been to church in a while and or I hadn't been to church and I drag Van to Sunday service, and um, Mike McIntosh was wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and yeah. that's all it was for Van. It's like, oh, he's real. You know, this is a real guy here. He's got a Hawaiian shirt on. So before you know it, you know, I had rededicated my life to the Lord, and Van came to the Lord during that time. Of course, we don't do anything halfway. We ran ministries. We had home fellowship at our house. Yeah. We started a sports ministry, of course, and I work for the church, and, you know, we were all in. The great thing about Van is I come from this church background where it's like you give your tip 10% to the church, and that's what you do. You check it off, you put it in the envelope, and you're done. Van never understood any of that. If somebody was next door and they were starving and they needed a ride to the hospital or to the doctors, that was church to Van. Yeah, it's good. Having somebody flip that on you mm -hmm. and making you realize in your heart you know that's the right thing yeah that's good but it kept it in this crazy pureness everything and I say crazy because you know Van always spins everything you know differently he he's never inside the box there is no box with Van <laughs> <laughs> or God actually which is mm -hmm. kind of what you're speaking to right mm -hmm. like religion yeah religion puts not in a box like this is how you give this is how you serve this is what you do this is what ministry actually is it's defined in this very narrow thing and so what you're saying in some ways it was van's naivete to the box of religion and van just being like awesome god's cool jesus uh, yeah here <laughs> you know but that's actually more true christianity and and church and spiritual community than all the other things that we make of it, right? That's cool. Yeah, it kept it really real for me. And I think, you know, deep down inside, you know, I am that very, uh, I am that hippie person. And so it resonates with that hippie thing that I have, keeping everything really real and authentic. And, um, you know, 
as we grew, Van, we started to make money and we started to do well. And God bless us. We had this big house and we had home fellowship there and we were giving 10% and giving more to the neighbor. Whoever needed it, we were very yeah. giving, 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 giving it. Well, then Van decides that he's going to pray that God's going to humble him. He did not tell me he was praying this. And but decided that he needed to be humble yeah. to be taken to this next level with God. Um, so he lost his job. Uh, but, yeah, I yeah. would just say that I had a good communication with God. He was answering <laughs> prayer. Yeah, he was like, yeah, no, I got you. Yeah. We yeah. can make that happen. Yeah, so like, no, but seriously, like what, what were you feeling that led you to pray that prayer? You know, the, the whole... Christian lifestyle was so new to me and so counter to everything I was raised with. I started to embrace these things about it and just this spirit of humility, which Mm. interestingly, looking back on my journey, has um, really appealed to me and us that there's a couple of things in the Bible that I take really seriously, like never let the right hand know what the left hand's doing. Mm -hmm. So when we give... We try and give without anybody knowing. Yeah. I think we are very cognizant of how much God has blessed our lives mm-hmm. in both our friends, um, certainly from um, a tangible thing, from properties and, and those kind of things and, and the ability to make money. But, you know, more importantly, like, uh, you know, our kids and, and the relationships we have and, and certainly... Um, our marriage. And when you look at those gifts that he's bestowed upon you, you can't help but be humble yeah, that's about good. it. And, and it's just like, God, why me, man? Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, being in that place of, oh, I was an athlete and I worked at this place and it was all about show and, you know, the logo on the chest and those kind of things. I think that's what kind of put me into that place. And it was really kind of a quiet prayer, but yeah. it, it made for a somewhat awkward conversation when I, after I had lost my job. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I was praying for humility. And Lori was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you idiot. You don't ever pray that. Christianity yeah, 101. Like giving, exactly. Giving your kids a book of matches. Here, go play. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that... Um, when I first met Lori, I mean, her um, strength and her um, clarity of the direction that she was heading in her life was um, that really appealed to me. And um, I was not a person that dated very much. And I had a lot of friends, a lot of group friends, but never really dated very much. And it was interesting looking back it was the perfect plan. Yeah. Having having Cana and then being married, it allowed us to fall in love. Hmm. And it was completely ass backwards, but it was perfect for us. <laughs> and when I became a Christian, I started to realize that, wow, I'm married to a woman that has insane discernment. Mm-hmm. And um, being and it's really hard because as a man you wanna you want to like, I know all the answers. I can mm-hmm. make all these decisions, and I still struggle with that. But a lot of the time, it's um, that I've seen is surrendering to 
um, you know, if we're at a pivotal point and Laurie says, I really think we need to go this way. Um, and I think we've both given each other permission mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. to make those kind of statements, but um, it's really trusting in that. And, it, yeah. and it's still a, a hard thing to trust in. Right. Um, to to get there, but um, I love that. Just to stop you just for a second because yeah. I think that's really important. I think that the whole um, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. Norm and I even did a, a couple of episodes on partnership and marriage, and mm-hmm. I think the whole the whole submission model over the years in the Western evangelical church has been really distorted, Mm -hmm. a distorted Mm -hmm. picture of Mm -hmm. what marriage should be. Mm -hmm. It really is a partnership. Mm -hmm. It's you can't stand where you are without Lori beside you. She can't stand where she is without you beside her. Mm -hmm. And it's the two of you walking and discerning and praying and making decisions together. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think any man was, designed or equipped to carry the full load and weight on his shoulders of the full, you know, spiritual health and relational health and everything of this entire family. And everyone just is like, where are we going? Yeah. You decide, you know, like there's, you go back to Adam and Eve and there's, there's this necessity of the partnership, which is a reflection of the Trinity, God, Mm -hmm. father, son, and spirit, like mutually submissive, Mm -hmm. but equally God, you know, all those things anyhow. But, and that is something that I feel like, um, we've, I've just so respected as I've watched you guys over the years, Mm -hmm. um, navigate that, grow in that, Mm -hmm. live in that Mm -hmm. in, um, significant ways and through things that honestly break up a lot of marriages, losing Mm -hmm. everything, Mm -hmm. then getting everything Mm -hmm. like, any any one of those swings can tend to destroy a marriage because mm-hmm. that partnership isn't there. Well, and I mean that we're certainly not immune to those. I mean the, right. those stresses that are the world and life right. um, affect us. I mean there's I mean a million times that we've had you know angst about something. Yeah, for and sure. And it's uh, moving past it. Yeah, moving past it and just growing and and embracing that growth. And when you even say moving through it, you know? Yeah, I for us, it's really interesting. <clears throat> I think in a marriage, you need to learn how somebody processes pain, yeah, struggle, you know? And Van is very much a three-day person. It takes mm-hmm. him three days to get, to get to a point where he can then communicate what he's thinking. And... And for me, I I have this thing. It's you cry about it for 24 hours, you complain about it for 24 hours, and then the next 24 hours you come up with a plan. <laughs> and so I'm I'm already coming up with a plan on day three where he really needs that whole day three to really process this. So a day four we can sit down with it, we come together, yeah, we come together, and we but we do this every you know we do this with every single thing. We don't let things lie a long time. It's like, okay, how do we move through this? Yeah. And once we make that plan, we very much hold each other accountable through Mm -hmm. that plan. And through that plan, things change. And if Van says to me, we can't do that, I go... When he says things on that level, because he knows I'll challenge him. (laughs) But there's a certain 
sentence and the way he says it that I know he's already processed that with God. Yeah, it's good. And I don't need to do that. And the same with me. If I say that to him in a certain tone or a certain way, Van knows, okay, she's already gone there with God. He's talked to her about this. Yeah, it's and good. And we need to listen. And that's real partnership. It's not always together. It's individually, Yeah. you know, somebody taking, you know, it's like sometimes we'll do this tag team. Okay, you've got to be it for this because I'm all yeah. out of Jesus today. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you yeah. know? So you prayed the prayer, lose everything. You're on a Bible study one day and you're, he's sharing, yeah, so I've been, and you're yelling at him across the room. But um, <laughs> everyone was, though. Like, the whole home fellowship was like, you did what? <laughs> it wasn't just this me. your fault. I was like, oh. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. But I remember hearing stories of, I think you had one car, you were riding a bike with two kids to the store, grocery store, you know, beans and a pot of beans for a week, you know, all that stuff. And we met when you guys were on the other side a little bit. Mm -hmm. So Van started working for San Diego State, Mm -hmm. the Aztec Athletic Department. You bought the house from your sister, small little house across the street that was a beater mm-hmm. <laughs> like what 900 square feet 672 672 <laughs> square feet with two kids yeah but that was a part of you receiving the provision mm-hmm. and then turning it into a home but here's the interesting thing because my sister was moving she was going through a divorce and she was mm-hmm. she had borrowed money from my grandparents to uh, purchase this house and she was going to walk away mm-hmm. and my grandparents had called me and it was so far from the beach, I was mad. <laughs> and it's so funny. I think, you know, it's just so typical. God wants to bless you and give you stuff, and you're just stubborn little two-year-old in the, yeah, that's good. In the corner stomping your feet. Of all the places we've lived, and we've moved a lot, 20, 30 homes, it's still our favorite place. Yeah, and it good. was just, we had no idea going into that. And... um it was, I mean, look, we made friends for life. I, I can't wait to get to heaven to talk to Bert and Bernice. I know. I mean, yeah. just adore those guys. They were the neatest elderly couple. Yeah. And uh, it was, you know, Bert was super cute. He would come and we had Andoronic chairs on the mm-hmm. front lawn. Yeah. And he would come and sit down and I'd have to pull him out because he couldn't get out. Yeah. Um, but he would... Only stay for 10 minutes because he's like, well, Bernice will wonder where I am. Yeah. You know, just, I mean, I miss those guys. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, was, that was a super fun place to live. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, it was fun to kind of get to know everybody there. Yeah. I, I, you know, I love that. I think that we definitely live in a time that um, just seeing people and building relationship with people you know, neighbors, people that wouldn't necessarily be in your circle mm-hmm. is kind of a lost art, you know, because mm-hmm. um, life is so crazy. Like I, I look at young families now and the, the pace at which they're mm-hmm. going and the kids are in 12 sports. And there was a very sweet season where your lawn was kind of like the neighborhood living room mm-hmm. and almost every day mm-hmm. and kids the were kids playing. would be, were playing yeah. in the street and we were hanging out on in the chairs mm-hmm. talking about life and and you know everything the ups the downs and doing the in between street wide 
garage sales and have a norm play base on norm the front play base on the front that. step you know all the things i know so both of you are incredibly successful van you've got you know your uh entrepreneur business minded man and you can go into a little bit kind of like what you do Lori. you're entrepreneurial as well one of the things Lori, i've i've so admired about you over the years is you're you're very intentional you, the two of you are some of the most intentional people I know mm-hmm. I and patient and you may not think that but I I would watch you like have an idea so in this little 600 square foot house that was lath and plaster hardwood floors you know the really cool little neighborhood in Talmadge and you had this vision for the floor in the front room and you wanted to redo the the hardwood the oak but you also wanted to kind of paint stencil paint this thing but it was like over a year because <laughs> you you like researched you <laughs> saved you saved the money it's like just this very intentional calculated thing and I, it was so contrary to me and my you know, I get impatient or I want it fast or I want to, or I'll, you know, kind of skirt around, you know, do it half, halfway to make it, you know, get it done quicker. Um, and you've done that with everything. So you have Nani Pua, which is a, like an organic high-end skincare line, non-GMO, all the good high-end hippie stuff. And like three years you researched and formulated. Mm -hmm. It was a very calculated thing. And then the year you're supposed to launch, COVID hits and everything shuts down. But I would love for you if there's anything you would want to share about that, like that journey of you are generous people, you're ministry people, but you're also entrepreneurs, which is not separate. I, I think God's calling us to integrate all of ourselves. What is that in you? How you, you steward things, whether it's spiritually or practically, whether it's a a business idea. It's been such a joy for me to watch her journey with this because she's come into this phase in her life, this comfortable maturity in her gifts and the ability to weld those gifts. So I think that if, if you look at the product that she has, and like you had said, it's botanical, it's you know, non-GMO, it's organic, and it's it's working backwards to all of that that goes into that um, aligns with her gifts to so much. Right. And her just uncompromising, if this is from God, it's got to be the best. And it's not just the end result. It's got to be the best with my legal counsel and mm. going through... Yeah, the integrity of it. The doing everything right and making sure that my taxes are appropriately being paid and not taking these shortcuts. It's fun for me to watch because I see her be right in the sweet spot for her gifts. And it's just, you can't help but be super edified with that. But it's also fun to to pray with her for doors to be open. Super happy and proud of my mate. So. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, uh, Nani Pua is, you know, my passion and love, my true love and passion is being in the garden, you know. And we're out here on 157 acres. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we've done a lot of 
conservation work out here and native plant research and you know that's really you know that's that's who God created me to be it's just you know whereas Van loves the ocean I mean he is that's his spot I love nature I need to be outside and I've always felt this sense of that God has given us this land not just our land but land in general the earth and it is our responsibility to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And it's who he's created me to be. And I think that, you know, you dabble in these things of all these gifts that God has given you through your life. And, you know, you have kids and your real focus is on kids. And, you you know, we bought and sell, sold a million houses. And I've been able to be really creative and and, you know, remodel these homes and make them beautiful. But... This is who I really am. And it's, mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. And I'm at this place in my life where I um, not only have given myself permission, but God has given my, me permission to be able to do this and to create this product. And I feel like it's such a beautiful time of my life that I can do this. You know, yeah. I, I've raised my children and we've made it financially. And, and, now I'm like, okay, I can use this other gift that I it's kind of been on the back burner and what is gonna God gonna do? So yes, three years of research to create uh, 11 products were formulated. We were gonna launch in 2020, June 2020, and then in <laughs> February 2020, um, as you know, Van um, does events for a living and basically the same day he gets a call saying, Every event in the world is going to shut down. I get emails from all my distributors, all the botanicals, can't get it through customs. The pumps can't come in from Italy. The bottles aren't going to come in from Germany. And we just sat there at our table and said, okay, there is no money going to come in whatsoever, and we can't launch this line. So it's not like just I can't launch the line all of our income stopped. Right. So being us, we were just like, what are we going to do? You know, again, we did the 24-hour prayer thing. um, And I think we woke up in the middle of the night. Was it the first night? Probably. The first night that we went to bed and we woke up in the middle of the night and said, okay, well, we're in labs. We're already in two labs at the... And why don't we manufacture hand sanitizer? Because there was such a shortage of it. So, oh, probably within a week we were manufacturing, I don't know how many bottles we manufactured. I think the first one was 16,000. 16,000, yeah. And so we had made a commitment to, for every bottle that we sell, that we would donate a bottle to charities throughout San Diego. And we donated about 130,000 that first year Mm -hmm. of product. And... You know, it was the biggest learning curve, and but we did it together. Yeah. And once again, we were in this, okay, this is what we need to do. And then financially, we still didn't know what was going to happen the next following year. I still can, couldn't get botanicals into the country at that point. So the house that we were living in, we sold because the market had gone yeah. up a ton. And so the thing with Van and I is... is it, is we understand the situation that we're in and we come up with a solution of how to pivot. 
I think it's, it's so important because I think we can get so caught up in what we think the dream exactly is supposed to look like that when it doesn't happen that way or the rug seems to be ripped out, then we're, uh, I think a lot of people just get paralyzed or give up. But you guys don't do that. Pivot's a great word. You just kind of go, okay, we're shifting direction. <laughs> and you go to the Lord and you go to each other and go, okay, now what? Yeah. Rather than either go into victim mindset or go into paralyzation mm-hmm. or just give up, you go to Jesus and go, okay, now what? Because mm-hmm. clear, clearly you weren't surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know? Mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, and there was something you said earlier. I'd love to go back. You were kind of saying, you know, you, you raised your kids, you did these things, you, you bought the property, you've bought and sold so many homes and did the, you know, VRBOs and Airbnbs for so long and all that stuff. And now it feels like it was time. You could give yourself permission. It was time. And God gave you permission. Do you feel like you are ready in a way now to step into this that you wouldn't have been maybe 10 years ago or 20 years ago? Like, is there something that you feel prepared now and how you step into Nanipua? I think, I feel like God gives you this basket of gifts and, and you use them throughout your life. You know, you should hopefully use these throughout your life I think just the maturity of experience that you have um, and making the mistakes that we do I mean making financial mistakes and all that I think for me now I've owned a store before I understand running a business I think right now I don't have that anxious spirit where and I have had that with this company before. It's like, I've got to be on Facebook every day. I've got to be on yeah, Instagram yeah. every day. I've got to make sure that this is happens and this is, and this bombardment of multitasking all these different things. I feel like now is if I create the most excellent product and stay in this place of integrity and pray for doors to open organically yeah. instead of be chasing these things. Yeah, that's good. They do. Yeah. And we need to rest within that. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's we have number we put numbers on ourselves. We need to hit this mark or we need mm-hmm. to have we need to get into Neiman Marcus. You know, people, yeah. you know, we need to get into you know, everybody has these things that they're told, you know, we need to be in vogue, you know, all yeah. these things. And God says, I have created a path for you to walk down. And I'm waiting for you to take the steps down that road. And that road is so much easier than chasing the world. Yeah, it's it. good. Sheila's chasing the world to me. I just really believe that at this stage of our life that we having more time in peace with God and with peace with each other brings us to that path that we should be on. What were the things that you learned and the Lord showed you? And then what is he doing in you guys now? You know, I think that um, it gave us with the donation part of that Mm. one great relationship that we didn't really expect. And we we just, we found a um, Coastal Roots farm, uh, which is... Uh, built on a Jewish tradition 
um, it started one day we were driving around and Laurie was like, I, I want a farm stand. And we were in Encinitas. So we just looked up on our phone and said, oh, there's one right here. And um, so we went to it and they have a farm stand. Pay what you can afford. <laughs> and that is so our jam. We were yeah, just like, good. what? This is great. And uh, uh, their vision is pretty amazing. They, they service... Um, a lot of homebound seniors mm-hmm. then bring them fresh vegetables they there's a I didn't know this in San Diego there's a very small group of Holocaust survivors that they bring food to wow. they bring they come way out to Indian reservations mm-hmm. service those seniors and it's just and they have a lot of educational stuff about kids bringing kids through and mm. teaching them about that's awesome you know really this this agriculture thing and so um it was a it was a great way to have a relationship um with that and we would have never known yeah. if we weren't in this and i feel that our relationship is something that is going to continue to build and right. and they're like okay we're we're good on sanitizer we, we don't need any more <laughs> but, but but they are uh uh yeah so the, the it was really fantastic kind of getting to know them um and did some other sort of traditional stuff and non-traditional so i think the the thing that um Lori and I do with a lot of our giving and mentoring is we do it at a real granular level. Yeah. Um, and the the straight up giving we try and be pretty quiet about that. Um, and but the the mentoring is stuff that it's one at a time. Yeah. And it's you alluded to it briefly. I don't know why it's kids. Yeah. And uh, we suck them in and. Um, you know, we end up being family for life. Yeah. And it's fun because we need them as much as they need us. Yeah, that's good. And it, I think it's, um, we have uh, a kid that um, we got when he had just turned 18. Mm-hmm. And now he's, what, mid-40s mm-hmm. or something like that. And he's doing amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. And... When you think amazing, think about three more levels above that. <laughs> and uh, it's just been so enjoyable watching his journey yeah. and where he's at. And he's got kids and he's married and super successful. And, and But I think what we get out of that is, um, you know, he is extremely entrepreneurial. And now he's pushing us. Yeah, it's good. It's you so know? funny. That's it's awesome. so funny. Yeah. And it's, and it's just... We probably talk four or five times a month. So good. Either one of us calls them. I think the temptation for someone in, in your kind of level and stage of life mm. is that there's no one younger that could teach you anything, right? Mm. So to posture yourself in a place where I can receive mm-hmm. from someone that would be quote unquote a kid to me, I can receive from someone younger. I can receive mm-hmm. keeps you in that place of humility, but also keeps you in that place of, mm-hmm. of growth. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, especially like in church, church leadership too, I, I see mm-hmm. so often just hyper control and micromanagement or fear and insecurity causing people to not receive the, the, the 
younger generation. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, 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 you're not mature enough. You can't say that. Or, no, 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 no this is how we do things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That kind of thing. And, and oh, we're just missing out on the beauty of of the diversity of perspective and voices and mm. experience and, you know, all the things. And it's, yeah. that's beautiful, you know, that you can be in that place and go, oh my gosh, I'm getting encouraged by mm-hmm. this kid that I poured into, or I'm getting, you know, um, I'm learning. Yeah. And I think, you know, you know him, but we have another friend of ours that we've been with ever since he was a mere lad and um, now um, he's in Tennessee I mm-hmm. think and um, full time ministry like yeah. hardcore like we're jumping off <laughs> hope there's water in that pool <laughs> right. um, and um, it's really inspiring and makes you like okay we need to step up our game a little yeah, bit good. you know um, but it's still it's interesting how they want your input about they're at a crossroads or yeah what what do we do about this and so that that's really rewarding and it's uh, and a lot of these kids that we've have pulled along have worked with us in different capacities and so i think it's it's important we were very very fortunate that our kids got to work with us um and that they see you in situations that are difficult. Yeah, it's good. And how you respond to those. Yeah. And you're upset and mad, and how do you deal with that? Yeah, it's good. And, and how do you work, how do you process through that? I think I, I was very fortunate in that both um, Kane and Jake got to work with me for many, many years yeah. um, for events. And uh, Jake says it occasionally, like, oh, yeah, you taught us to work hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. Yeah. You know, and 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 to be grateful for God's done in your life. Yeah, I just um I so appreciate you guys and your friendship means a lot. You know, your family. Um you're also board members for Stockton Ministries. <laughs> <laughs> I wear I wear a tie. Yeah, right. No. no. Um but yeah, I mean, the impact you've had on our life is lives has been significant, but it's also been so fun to watch how God is moving in and through you guys and how he's using you and to be able to have a front row seat and but also glean from it mm. is has been awesome. Mm. So and and likewise it's it's fun to watch yours and Norm's journey in your family. You know, it's it's rewarding to see these pieces come together like you said right when we were starting. This is your fifth season. There's a lot of people who don't get five seasons. <laughs> and what yeah, they do, no, it's you know? Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So good. So. Yeah. And, you know, this, one of the things that we love about you and Norm, too, is is your level of excellence. You know, we talk about that with, you know, you were talking about that with Nani Pua and that journey that, you know, and Van was, too, the journey that I take. But you and Norm also do it the same way. I mean, everything. Like you you were talking about Norm earlier. He wants everything so excellent. He can yeah. get stuck in excellence, you know. But it there's not a lot of that right now. Yeah. And um, it's for us, it's refreshing when we see, you know, kids like you. Because you're really kids to us, you know. Seeing them, you 
wanting excellence. Mm -hmm. And whereas you've been so passionate about ministry, of you walking that hard road of ministry and finally getting to this place that you're at now, where is your true gift is starting to shine. Mm -hmm. And um, it's easy to see somebody else's gift and that it's really hard to be that person to get to that point where you really have received your gift and you're actually moving forward on it. And, And your gift is, and I've said this to you, so many times is your gift is you're really good at being able to hear somebody listen to their story process that story take it somewhere back to god spiritually and having a word that you can give back to that person Mm -hmm. is spoken back to that person so that they can actually hear it Mm -hmm. and um so many times in the church and in ministry people speak in such christian ease yeah that we can't a, a regular person can't hear it a broken person can't hear it and that gift is uh of you being able to listen and then process that through god and then be able to speak those words to somebody that really resonates within their heart and changes them is a gift and you are at this place in your life where you're actually using that mm-hmm. and it's beautiful mm-hmm. thanks Lori. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for being our friends, guys. <laughs> Thanks for being on, uh, for taking the time. Yeah, we were, we were looking forward to having you out here. Yeah, it was, I mean, first it's great to see you, but it's always fun when somebody comes out, and it's this was this was yeah. enjoyable. Love you guys. Love you too. Well, before we go, <clears throat> well, before we go, I want to take a moment. And I just want to give you a little bit of space. What are the gifts that God's giving you? Sometimes I think we categorize gifts and we put ministry and church in one box and then the rest of life and the world in another. But Jesus is calling us to live an integrated life. If you are a businessman or woman, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are the CEO of a company or um, have a small business, how do you partner with Jesus in that? How do you lean in and listen to what he's calling you to do and how he's calling you to stand in those places? Can you loosen your grip on the dream, the vision, enough to receive what's in front of you? Can you adapt? Can you trust the Lord that he's not going to leave you high and dry, but that if things shift or pandemics hit or whatever the case may be, there is an opportunity. Can you face challenges and not be paralyzed, but actually be activated? 
So I just want to leave you with that to consider, to ponder, to maybe blow up the box (laughs) that maybe you've placed um, certainly God in or your dreams and your gifts in. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I just pray for everyone who's listening right now, for the the dreams, the ideas, the gifts, the creativity that you've given your kids. Lord, we live in a world that needs your people to be fully who you made them to be, to let go of the anxiety, the temptation for comparison, fear, and step into trusting dependence on you and to step into rest. When you say that your yoke is easy and your burden is light, that's what you're talking about, that you're inviting us to exchange the heaviness, the weight, all the responsibility to make everything happen and to lay it all at your feet and trust you to show us how to stand and steward the things that you've entrusted to us. So Father, I pray for revelation. I pray for wisdom, supernatural wisdom, not my own understanding. I pray for revelation. And I pray for confidence. Lord, would you rise up confidence and creativity and trust in your kids? We live in a world that needs people full of integrity, full of grace full of love to shine a light in a dark world so would you bless your people and we ask this in Jesus name Amen well I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sacred Space Podcast if you want to get information about Nani Pua you can check them out at nanipua.com there's also a link in the episode notes and you can visit their website. If you would like to support the production of this podcast and other projects by Stockton Ministries, we would be so honored if you would partner with us. We want to resource people with tools to just grow in their intimacy and their identity in Jesus. So you can click the link in the episode notes or go to our website, genastockton.com, and click the donate button in the top right-hand corner. I hope you have an amazing week that you know that you are seen that you are known and you are deeply loved. We'll see you next time in the sacred space.